Welcome to worship at Providence Presbyterian Church on this Sunday, May 9th, 2021. We are located at 2401 Broad Avenue. May 23rd is Pentecost Sunday, and we invite you to wear red. Pastor Dennis will be away on vacation from May 24th through May 31st. Filling the pulpit on May 30th will be Carol Wireman. Make your plans now to attend one or more weeks of the upcoming summer worship series entitled Saturate Altoona. It will be held on Sunday evenings, June 6th, 13th, 20th, and 27th at 6.30 p.m. The location will be the Heritage Plaza in downtown Altoona. Each week, three faith leaders of our community will speak. Pastor Dennis will be speaking on June 20th. We thank those of you who are currently able to support the church with your offerings. It truly is a blessing in enabling us to keep current in paying church expenses. Now, let us prepare our hearts for worship as we listen to the prelude. Let us join in our call to worship. The Spirit of God calls us from many places. Some of us come from busy homes with many people, and some of us live alone. We are a part of God's family. This week has been different for each of us. 
Some of us have had happy news we want to celebrate, and some of us have faced grief and need to cry. We are members of God's family. Yet we all come to this same place, all of us seeking God's presence in our lives, all of us seeking God's presence with each other. Together, we become God's family. Let us pray. Dear Lord, today we turn to you to give you thanks for our mothers. With your own gift of life, she bore us in her womb and gave us life. Most of all, Lord, on this Mother's Day, give our mothers the graces she most needs and desires today. We ask this in the name of Jesus, our Lord and Savior, forever and ever. Amen. short of the glory of God, let us confess our sins. Let us pray. Lord, many of us read the words from your holy word and are inspired, encouraged, and grateful. But some of us are tempted to doubt that your grace could ever produce these kinds of virtues in our lives. Some of us are tempted by resentment and unforgiveness because of those who have let us down. Some of us are tempted to condemn ourselves for past failings, and all of us remember times when we have fallen short. Forgive us our doubt, resentment, unforgiving hearts, self-condemning attitudes. Remind us of your forgiveness, always available in Jesus Christ. Despite our failures and sin, 
We trust in your power to transform our lives. Fill us with your Holy Spirit, Lord Jesus, so that our lives may bring joy to your world and praise to your name. If we confess our sins, he is faithful and just and will forgive us our sins and purify us from all unrighteousness. Thanks be to God. As we prepare to hear God's word, let us join in prayer. God of our salvation, by the guidance of your Spirit, rekindle in us the sincere faith of Christ through the reading and proclaiming of the word, that we may guard this treasure and share it with others too. So the faith that has been passed from the apostles and now lives in us may come to life in every new generation. Amen. Our Old Testament reading this morning comes from 1 Samuel, chapter 1, verses 21 through 28. When her husband, Elkanah, went up with all of his family to offer the annual sacrifice to the Lord and to fulfill his vow, Hannah did not go. She said to her husband, After the boy is weaned, I will take him and present him before the Lord, and he will live there always. Do what seems best to you, her husband Elkanah told her. Stay here until you have weaned him. Only may the Lord make good his word. So the woman stayed at home and nursed her son until she had weaned him. After he was weaned, she took the boy with her, young as he was, along with a three-year-old bull, an ephah of flour, and a skin of wine, and brought him to the house of the Lord at Shiloh. When the bull had been sacrificed, they brought the boy to Eli, and she said to him, Pardon me, my lord, as surely as you live, I am the woman who stood here beside you praying to the Lord. I prayed for this child, and the Lord has granted me what I asked of him. So now I give him to the Lord, for his whole life he will be given over to the Lord, and he worshiped the Lord there. Here ends our readings from God's word. May he bless them to our hearts and our lives. Amen. I'd like to begin my message this morning by sharing with you a poem and a story. The poem is by the late Ruth Bell Graham, the wife of Dr. Billy Graham. The poem is entitled, Had I Been Joseph's Mother. Had I been Joseph's mother, I'd have prayed protection from his brothers. God keep him safe. He is so young, so different from the others. Mercifully, she never knew that there would be slavery and prison too. Had I been Moses' mother, I'd have wept to keep my little son, praying she might forget the babe drawn from the water of the Nile. 
had I not kept him for her, nursing him for the while? Was he not mine, and she but Pharaoh's daughter? Had I been Daniel's mother, I would have been pled give victory. This Babylonian horde, godless and cruel, don't let them be, him be a captive, better dead, almighty Lord. Had I been Mary, oh, had I been she, I would have cried, as never mothers cried, anything, O oh God, anything but crucified, with such prayer inopportune, my finite wisdom would assail, infinite wisdom, God, how fortunate, infinite wisdom should prevail. And the poem is taken from the book, Particles, and Those Who Love Them. The other story is called When God Created Mothers, and I don't know where it was written or who wrote it, but I like to share it. When the good Lord created mothers, he was in a sixth day of overtime. When an angel appeared and said, you're doing a lot of fiddling around on this one, the Lord replied, have you seen the specks on this order? She has to be completely washable, but not plastic have 180 movable parts, all replaceable, run on black coffee and leftovers, have a lap that disappears when she stands up, a kiss that can cure anything from a broken leg to a disappointing love affair, and six pairs of hands. The angel shook her head slowly and said, Six pairs of hands? No way. It's not the hands that are causing me problems, said the Lord. It's the three pairs of eyes that mothers have to have. One pair that seems through closed doors when she asks, What are you kids doing in there? when she already knows. Another in the back of her head that sees what she shouldn't, but what she needs to know. And of course, the ones in the front that look at the child when he goofs up and says, I understand and I love you, without so much as uttering a word. I'm so close to creating something so close to myself. Already I have one who heals herself when she is sick, can feed a family of sick with one pound of hamburger, and get a nine-year-old to stand under a shower. Not only can she think, she can also reason and compromise. Finally, the angel bent over and ran her finger across the cheek of the mother. There's a leak, she pronounced. I told you you're trying to put too much in this model. That's not a leak, said the Lord. It's a tear. What is it for? asked the angel. The Lord replied, It's for joy, sadness, disappointment, pain, loneliness, and pride. You're a genius, shouted the angel. With a sober look on his face, the Lord said, I didn't put it there. Well, today is Mother's Day, a day set aside to honor and thank our mothers. Now, it's true that not everyone has had a happy and constructive relationship with their moms, but generally speaking, I think of a more, uh, I think of a more important, can't think of a more important relationship than that of a mother and child. No other relationship has the potential for nurturing love, character, grace, and strength in person. Mothers are truly unique. Most of the time, they are due our celebration and appreciation. And so this morning, that's what we're going to do. 
our New Testament lesson from John's Gospel is our starting point. Jesus was on the cross. He was near death. The pain and agony was excruciating. The soldiers had just gambled for his tunic. That meant someone was happy. Almost everyone who had followed Jesus was gone. They had deserted him, just as he predicted they would. Only a handful of supporters were left. Among them were Mary, his mother, and John, one of his disciples. In the very midst of his suffering, Jesus looked upon his mother and his friend and was filled with love and compassion for them. His death would crush them. Even after his resurrection, he would not stay long in this world. They would be bereft. Who was there to understand what it meant to Mary to accept the burden of being the earthly mother of the Son of God? To have been pregnant before marriage, even if it had been a miraculous God-given pregnancy, it was a burden to bear. To have had the responsibility of caring for the Savior of the world when he was just a helpless, vulnerable infant. To have brought Jesus and his brothers up on her own after the death of Joseph. To have heard the ridicule of the neighbors and friends when Jesus began his ministry. Who did he think he was anyway? To have seen his power and love expressed in such selfless ways and felt motherly, motherly pride. To have seen her world come crashing down as all the potential and promise of her son seemed to be lost when he was dragged away. To see and feel his cruel wounds. To weep with helplessness. Mary had been through so much because of receiving the blessing of being the earthly mother of the Lord. She had offered so much, even more than Hannah did when she gave up her boy Samuel at the temple. She had so much still to offer. Jesus had been the recipient of her love, care, and direction. He knew the joy of a wondrous mother-son relationship. He knew what he was about to lose. He needed her, and she needed him. Faithful John, the disciple whom Jesus loved, stood nearby. Soon his world would fall apart. Soon he would wander aimlessly for three days. Soon he would fear for his life because he was one of them. Jesus looked down upon the two people he loved so much and sought to show his care for them. To Mary he said, Dear woman, here is your son. To John, here is your mother. Now, as I've said in the past, uh, this was not, you know, this is not treating Mary in a crass way. It was common to refer to a woman in public, even if she was your mother, as woman. So this was a term of affection. Dear woman, here is your son. And to John said, here is your mother. In their need, they would have each other. A mother to care for and nurture her new son. A son to care for and protect his new mother. This mother-son relationship was so important to Jesus that he offered it to the two people he was closest to on earth. He offered them a wonderful blessing. This was a fulfillment by Jesus of Old Testament law. When a father died, the oldest son was responsible for caring and providing for his mother. And since Jesus' other brothers 
didn't really believe that Jesus was the Son of God, even though Mary did deep in her heart, Jesus gave her what, the, what he considered his brother, his disciple John. As Jesus was dealing with eternal matters on the cross, as a man, he was showing all of us today how important it is to care and love our mothers. You cannot go wrong with your mother and be right with God. If your mother is still alive, regardless of your and her ages, you can love her in seven, seven ways. Before I get into the seven ways, let me mention too, you know, as children, we are called to obey our mother and our father. When we grow up and move out, we are no longer under the mandate to obey, although on many occasions we can still and should still obey. But no matter how old we are, no matter how old our father or, today we spoke focusing our mother, however old they are, we are called to honor them, to hold them in esteem for who they are and what they've done for us even if they haven't always done right by us. So let us look. What are seven ways in which we can show love to show honor to our mothers? Well, we need to, one, love her verbally. Men especially have the philosophy, I don't have to say I love you. You already know it. I've told you before, and if I change my mind, I'll let you know. Or, I show love. I don't say it. Now that may be true, but a woman needs to hear those words, I love you. Children need to hear it. A wife needs to hear it. But especially a mom needs to hear those words, I love you. Two, love her physically. When was the last time you gave her a big hug or held her hand without her asking for it? or given her a kiss on the cheek, or just sat on the couch and held her for a change. She was the first person who ever touched you. She wrapped you up in her womb for months, and you came out, and the first her first priority was to hold you. And she cuddled you and stroked your head, rubbed your feet, and held your little cheeks against hers. She gave you her finger to grasp. and love, she did all these things, including you, with, with including grooming you with a licked thumb. When you were little, she would say, give me sugar, and you pucker up, and she accepts your wet and sloppy kiss, and even say thank you. You'd give her beer hugs so tight that she wouldn't have to hold you. you just cling to her as she walked around. She changed your diapers, potty trained you, and held the Kleenex for you to blow your nose. She wiped the food off your face years longer than she should have had to. She constantly touched you. And she may have had to hold your hand. To, she had to hand you off to another, to a wife. And her life may have endured many changes. But she deserves your touch and should never have to give up that completely. Would mean more to her than flowers or candy or eating out or even a diamond necklace. Well... Let's not go too far, but she needs your touch. Three, love her patiently. Mothers have an incredible job with no pay. No position in the business world compares to the physical, emotional, 
and spiritual commitment that she has in motherhood. Now, we've recently gone through a once-in-a-decade census, and when they do the census, when they talk to a woman and she doesn't work outside the home, they say she has no occupation. No occupation? What do they mean? She cooks the meals. She washes the dishes. She helps with school works. She helps get, get stressed. She cleans up the rooms. She, while watching the baby, she mends the piles of dirty dishes and washes them. Yet the census man says she has no occupation. She irons and she presses pants for the father. She welcomes with a cheery smile the son or daughter. A hearty dinner next she cooks. No time for relaxation. And yet the census man insists she has no occupation. Don't ever make the mistake of asking a lady, do you work or stay at home? The only thing worse you can ask is if she's due, if you're not 100% she's expecting. And many ladies today have to work on top of the full-time job of wife and mother and housekeeper that they already have. Here's the point. In spite of all that she does for you, we often become impatient with her. We get so used to her taking care of things that we come to expect it. And are outraged when those clothes are still dirty, that they're not ironed, that she, she didn't bake your favorite cookies. You know that I like that over rice. Where is it? She's picking you up at school because you don't like to ride the bus, but she's scolded for being five minutes late. Love her patiently. It's a reason to be patient and to love her all the more. And teens, it's unfair of you to be more kind and considerate and patient with your friends and your friends' mothers than with your own mother. If you treated your friends like you treat your mom, you wouldn't have friends. And if you treated their mom like you do your mom, there wouldn't be a kid that would, a kid that a mother would let play with you. For us adults with living mothers, love her patiently. You know, we are called to love them and strengthen them in Christ. And then four, love her attentively. Mothers, listen as you put out, you pour out your heart. She has a sympathetic ear and has always had that. And even when you're as an adult, you've gone to her when you want someone who can really listen and understand. She's always been with on your side. You know, there was a documentary out that, of, you know, there were men who were going to be executed for capital crimes. And they interviewed the men and their mothers, too. Invariably, the moms would say, he's such a good boy. The interviewer would respond, yes, but he slaughtered 37 with an axe. Mother would respond, I know, but he has such a good heart. It's no wonder we like to talk to mom. She listens. But now she has issues, and now it's your turn to be her rock and take time to listen. It's payback time. But she's always complaining, you say. Yes, like you once did. She talks to herself, asks the same questions over and over again. Well, you'll, your day will come. In their older days, our parents have many fears, many anxieties. May we treat them as we hope to be treated 
when we are in their shoes. And then five, love her gratefully. An elementary science class was studying magnets and how metal objects were attracted to them. The end of the semester, the teacher put an ex a question on the exam. Six letters, starts with M, picks up things. What am I? Over half the children wrote, Mother. She needs a sincere thank you, and not just today on Mother's Day, but from a genuinely thankful heart, even when least expected. Six, love her generously. There is nothing too good for her. We can never repay her, but we ought to die trying before she does. She didn't spend on herself unless all your needs were met. She could easily do without, and now it's time for, for her to have something she wants. She clears her schedule so she can run around. She gives up opportunities so you can have more opportunities. Math question. State your answer to a, as a fraction. If there are 10 at the table and one, one apple pie, how much does each, each one get? The answer, one-ninth. You might respond, don't you know your fractions? No, I know your mother. If there's that many at the table and only one pie, she doesn't want any. Love her generously. And then seven, love her honorably. Exodus 20.12 says, honor your father and mother that the days may be long, your days may be long upon the land which the Lord your God has given you. This is, as, this is as binding as long as your mother lives. Another commandment says, children obey, not binding as they said when you leave home, but honor is different. If a husband is the head of the house, then mother is the heart. Don't break her heart. Yeah, but my mother wasn't honorable, some might say again. Well, the Bible says nothing about that qualification. It only asks, is she your mother? By the way, it's the only one of the Ten Commandments which includes a built-in promise of blessing. But how about a hand now for the crowning jewel of God's creation, your mother? Lord, help us never to be too busy for mom. If you could take time and great effort for her on the cross in your death, help us to love her while we have her in our life. Amen. Now, would you please rise, if you are able with me, and join in the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, our only, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. Thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of sins, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Now let us prepare our hearts for prayer. Holy God, we gather in your presence to give you thanks and to celebrate the gift of your motherly love, both gentle and fierce, strong and humble, both kind and true. Your love has given birth to the whole world of creation, supports and nurtures us, cares enough to correct us, and challenges us in the ways that strengthen and transform us. We offer you praise and thanksgiving for your unfailing presence in our lives and all of the blessings you so generously offer. Lord, in your mercy, we pray. Lord, we do ask you to bless your our mothers, even those mothers that have not been what mothers should be. Help us to remember the promise found in uh, Isaiah chapter 49. Can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she is born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you, says the Lord. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hand. Your walls are ever before me. Your sons hasten back, and those who laid you waste depart from you. Lord, we ask you to bless all of our mothers, both those who are living still and those who have gone to be with you. We pray also this day, Lord, that you would be with those that are sick. We ask your healing power to rest upon them. We ask you to strengthen and encourage caregivers. We pray that you would be with and comfort those who mourn. We pray that you would be with our leaders. Guide us as they make the decisions to guide our nation, our state, our community, and even, Lord, those of us who have leadership positions in the church, we ask you to guide us there. We pray, Lord, that you would be with those places around the world that are racked by conflict, that you would bring about reconciliation and peace between nations and peoples. We thank you, Lord, that you do hear and answer our prayers. We offer them up to you in Jesus' name and join in that prayer he taught us to pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, 
and the glory forever. Amen. to birth by his spirit strengthen us for the christian life may the lord who provides for all our needs sustain us day by day may the lord whose steadfast love is constant as a mother's cure send us out to live and work for others and the blessing of god almighty the father the son and the holy spirit be with you and remain with you always amen we thank you for worshiping with us today. We hope you have been blessed and God has been glorified. May you have a God-blessed week. We look forward to you joining us again next Sunday and invite your friends to listen. Music